childhood. Okay. And I thought, well, okay, what scripture can I go to about children? And the Lord led me to 1 Corinthians 13 about love. Okay, and it's an, it's an interesting scripture, that, because when you read it, it's all about love, though I speak with the tongues of men and tongues of angels, etc., and have not love. But then, squeezed in the middle of that passage is this little thing about when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I'm thinking, why on earth did Paul put that there? What on earth has that got to do with anything? But I'll just read it for you. In 1 Corinthians 13, Paul gives us a vivid illustration between a child and man. Uh, the, new, the NIV version says, When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I even reasoned like a child. But when I became a man or an adult or mature... I put the ways of childhood behind me. Okay, that's one version. The King James Version says, When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Interesting. Okay, that's what Paul brings in that, that chapter where we're talking about love. And I kept thinking, what has that got to do with anything? And I'm still a bit baffled by it, but... For, the, for, the, for this time, I just want to focus on that, that scripture about a child. So, um, what is it about the characteristics of children? Paul focuses on three things. Speech, understanding, and thought. Speech, understanding, and thought, or reasoning. Okay, so this is what he said. So, children's vocabulary is limited, as we know. You've got your little one there. His vocabulary is limited. The formation of their words are limited. For instance, if when we're learning a new language, our vocabulary is limited, and the way we put our words together are limited. Another thing that children do, they often ask, why? Why? They don't have the ability to find out for themselves unless the adults tell them. Their response, they respond to directive commands, such as, don't do that, or, or do that. So they respond to directive commands. So that's the thing about children's speech. It's quite limited, okay? Their language is limited, and they're forming words. Okay, what about their understanding? Well, understanding from the lexicon, the Greek and Hebrew lexicon aid means to exercise the mind, to entertain, to have a sentiment or opinion, or to think. With children, they need to be taught. They have immature intellectual capacity. As a child, my interests were child-centered. I exercised my mind as a child. Sometimes children's opinions are overlooked. When I was growing up, if any of you from a Caribbean background, it was always little children should be seen and not heard. You know, so we didn't have that right to an opinion. I'm not saying that's a right thing, but sometimes that's, that's how it came over. So sometimes children's opinion are overlooked. Okay. Then we go on to thought or reason. And again, the, he, the, the Greek... For thought is reason to think the way you think your thought life. As a man thinks, so he is. That's one of um, the scriptures. Take stock and inventory. 
So children have vivid imaginations, but do not have the ability to rationalize things. But they have a great imagination. Other things about children, children are, are not little adults. Sometimes our society thinks that they are, but they're not. Because anatomically, they're different. So their, their physique's different, everything. Their skin is different. It's thinner. They have thinner skin. They have cells that are rapidly dividing. Their res respiratory rate is higher, and they lose heat and fluid easily. That's why it's always good to cover children with a hat or something. Uh, and they're still developing their ability to recognize and manage their emotions and feelings. And they need solid connections. So those are three things about children. Paul put it, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. In other words, he was saying my speech was limited. I understood as a child. In other words, he was saying my intellectual ability was illimited. And I thought as a child, even though I had a vivid imagination, I was unable to rationalize things. Then Paul says, when I became a man, I put away childish things. When I became an adult, some of the childish things that got me that far, actually, I knew I had to put it away. So let's just look at a little bit about adulthood. If God is calling us to adult, what does it mean for us? In adult, our speech, understanding, the way we reason changes. We have the ability to retain more. Our cognitive development and ability to reason communicate, and we can communicate in a logical order, and our senses are heightened. Why am I saying this? Because I sense and I believe that God is really causing us to grow. He wants our speech and our understanding, our abilities to actually think. Sometimes we think, and I think Vince mentioned it today, there's a, there's a comfort zone to step out of. There's a zone that God wants us to go into, and I think you mentioned as well about um, going further than what we've thought. And in adulthood, we have the capacity to go further. Our cognitive development, we, have co we can develop cognitively. We have the ability to reason. We can communicate in a logical order, and our senses are heightened. Sometimes, as Christians... We dumb down all those things, and I don't know why. We tend to think it's sometimes wrong to be able to be intellectual at times, to be able to, um, to communicate, to have heightened senses. God is saying, no, I want to bring you to, to, to adulthood. Adults' diet is usually different from children. The scripture says, let no unwholesome thing come out of your mouth. Adults have the ability to eat and digest meat. In the message, Hebrews 5 verse 12 says, I have a lot more to say about this, but it is hard to get it across to you since you've picked up some bad habits of not listening. By this time, you ought to be teachers yourselves. Yet, here I find you need someone to sit down with you Go over the basics of God again, starting from square one. Baby's milk, when you should have been put on solid food a long time ago. Milk is for beginners, inexperienced in God's ways. 
Solid food is for the mature who have some practice in telling right and wrong. God is bringing us to adulthood. He's bringing us to adulthood. That's why we're feeling these changes that's going on in our midst at this moment in time. You know, there's some things that, we, that, are, that are going to be do, done differently because he's, he's stretching us. I'm pleased that Paul says these things and not me because in the season of adulthood, God is calling us to exercise our capacity to increase in knowledge, strength, prayer, praise, teaching, prophecy, and everything else that goes with it. Anything that is associated with speech, we have the capacity to extend and expand, right? What I mean by that is that actually God wants us to get into the Word sometimes. To find, I was, um, when I was researching this, I just, some, do you ever get, I don't know if you get it, but sometimes it's very hard to pick up the Bible and read. I don't know if anyone ever has that issue, but I sometimes find it hard to pick up the Bible and read it for a while. I know it's good practice, but when you get into it, if you can just, just get past the sort of superficial stage, there's so much richness and deepness in the Bible that God wants to ex- us to explore and to increase our capacity to take in. Because actually it's his word. I love, I love the word of God. I love the Bible because you can unpick it. There's so much deepness and richness in it. You can just keep on unpicking it. Also, it can be very simple because God will, um, God will meet you where you're at. So if you're a baby in the Word, he'll meet you there. The Bible's easy for that because you can just say, well, God so loved the world. But actually, as you grow and mature, there's so much more to unpick and for him to reveal. Okay, so, uh, so in adult, we have the capacity to love God and man from horizontal and vertical love relationships. And that's probably why this scripture is slap bang in the middle of the love scripture. Because actually, it's through adulthood and maturity that love comes. Because we learn to love. We learn not to just rely on, Paul says that, you know, we learn not just to rely on how much you speak in tongues or how much you do good things or how much you do that. Actually, there's, there's a lot more to love than just doing that. There's actually knowing God. That's, that's what it's all about. So let's just go a little deeper. So in adulthood, there is no need to dumb down your understanding. It strikes me that at times when we become Christians, we sometimes can play it down And the responsibilities that we need to have, we shun or disregard. In adulthood is a time of responsibility. It's a time when um, you can get married, you can do all sorts of things, but that's what comes with adulthood, is responsibility. In Ephesians 1, verse 15 to 19, I just uh, want to talk about understanding. It says, Where also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, 
that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what the exceeding greatness of his power is towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. In adulthood, our, the eyes of our understanding are enlightened. Isn't it interesting, those words, eyes of your understanding? How does your understanding have eyes? It's interesting words there. So, in other words, what, what Paul is saying here is that you're going to have the ability to see. Heightened senses. That's what comes with adulthood. Your senses are heightened. You can hear better. You can see better. You can feel better. You know, that's when sometimes even we give prophecy because we're sensing, we're feeling, we're, we're, we're seeing. So, in adulthood, our eyes of our understanding are enlightened. Um, and that's done how? Sometimes it's through a little bit of labor. And that is laboring in the word, laboring in prayer, laboring in praise, laboring in communication with God and fellowship with his people. In childhood stages, these things seem laborious, don't they? Reading the word can seem a little bit laborious. Prayer can seem a little bit laborious. Praise for half an hour can seem a little bit laborious. Communication with God can seem laborious. Fellowship with his people can even seem laborious. That's in childhood. I remember when I was growing up as a child, and I always feel it for these guys here, that we used to go to church all the time. And our church wasn't, too, wasn't a couple of hours, like three, four hours. So can you imagine as a child being in church for four hours? You're hungry. It was like, you know... It was laborious, it was awful, it was like, oh gosh, when's this ever going to end? So in childhood stages, sometimes we find the word prayer, praise, communication and fellowship with the people laborious. But in adulthood, as God brings us to adulthood, prayer, praise, communion with God is a joy, absolute joy. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. If we find we're not having joy in the presence of the Lord, we may need to take a spiritual temperature check to see what has taken our joy. So the reading of the word, because of a joy as you cannot always take the word at face value, as I said before, there is some unpacking of the written word that needs to be done. The written word, as we know, is the Logos word. But there is another translation of the word, which is the rhema word, as we know, and that's the revelatory elements of the word. So sometimes we'll read the Logos word and we think, oh, what's this saying? But actually God wants us to get into the rhema word, the revelatory power of the word. Okay, another thing that happens in adulthood is marriage and intimacy. So intimacy is one of the key components of adulthood. It's time for marriage, sex, and having children. Praise, thanksgiving, and worship are a key component of intimacy. They're key components. So that's why on, whenever we have our praise and worship, actually, we're saying to you, yeah, we want you to be intimate with God. 
because <clears throat> intimacy brings birth. Okay, so that's another thing. It brings a birthing. So how do we know that um, these things are intimacy? Well, with the word pray, uh, worship or praise, it actually comes from the root word yada. I think some of you might have heard of that word. It's a Hebrew word. It's spelled Y-A-D-A. And it actually, the word is used in Genesis where it says, an Adam knew Eve. So it's that type of word. It's that type of new. Okay? So it was intimacy. A derivative of the word yada is yada, which is Y-A-D-A-H, which means praise. So yada is the same as Judah. So Judah means praise. Judah was the fourth son of Leah, which means praise. So to know someone intimately, intimately we have to praise we have to worship. God is calling his people to adulthood. So there's a time of praise and worship. In fact, there's a few more, um, there's a few more uh, Hebrew definitions of praise. I'll just go through them quickly. One of them is halal, and that's from hallelujah, which is a, to clamor foolishly and make a loud noise. So our times of praise and worship, we should be all over the place. We should be just like, why? You know, because that's what it means, halal. Yada means the lifting of the hand, as we said before, the, the intimacy. There's another word that means tauda, which is extending the hand in adoration. Our hands should never be down here when we're praising and worship. It should be extending the hand in adoration. Shabak means to address and clap loudly. Barak means to bend the knee. Zamar means singing usually accompanied with a musical instrument. And Tehila means singing loudly. In other words, this is how I, uh, how I think of Tehila. Tehila is like when your favorite football team scores a goal and you all go crazy. That's what Tehila praise is about. Those are just seven definitions of praise, and there's a lot more definitions in the Bible. So actually, we shouldn't be really quiet. This place should be loud and whatever because of the praise and worship. That's what, it's, that's what, that's what David's temple was like. Okay? So this is what comes with adulthood and with intimacy. As adults, we have the capacity to understand mysteries, revelation, to find hidden treasures and able to operate in the fivefold ministry. As an adult, our thought life becomes different. Thought is about what we meditate on. For as he thinks within himself, so is he. That's Proverbs 23, verse 7. Another scripture on meditation is whatever is, whatsoever is true, Whatsoever is noble, whatsoever is right, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is admirable, if there is anything excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Let your thought life be on those things. Adulthood means a time of economic and relational responsibility. Yeah, getting our finances in order. Relational responsibility as well. It means a time of authority and a time of taking dominion. It's a time of work. 
It's a time of financial responsibility. As I said, it's a time to get married, to have children. It's also a time to nurture and mentor those coming after you. It's a time to strengthen relationships. It's also a time to cut off relationships. It's a time when God wants us to make decisions, adulthood. Contrary to popular belief, God did not always make the decision for biblical men and women. There are times when he gave them the responsibility to make their own decisions. Sometimes we think that actually, yeah, I'm just leaving it to God, just leaving it to God. God is saying, God said to Moses, God said to Moses, Moses, what's in your hand? Use it, for heaven's sake. Use it. I've given you the stuff. Use it. Sometimes God is saying to us, what's in your hand? Come on, use it. He said to Elijah, Elijah, what are you doing running from Jezebel? I didn't call you to be a prophet to run from Jezebel. I've called you so that you can go and anoint kings. I've called you so that you can go and anoint another prophet, Elijah. I've called you to do many things. What are you doing sat there? Take responsibility. God is calling us to take responsibility. Adulthood is about taking responsibility. So what does this mean for hope? I don't know, you know. This is, this is where we've got to make our own decisions. So I'm just going to ask you to bow your head. And I'm just going to ask the Lord to just help us to just focus on what was said today. And if there's any just childish sometimes behaviours that we've not moved out from, any childish thought patterns that we've not moved out from, but Lord, we want to we want to mature. We want to go into maturity. We believe that you want to raise up a people that's mature, that will take responsibility, that will not run. We want to be strong for you, Lord, and soldiers for you. But Lord, we realize that you will take us anyhow. You will take anyone that's available. Father, we're just excited for what you're going to do. We're excited for the time that we're living in, Lord. And Lord, we take responsibility of what you've called us to do and to be, to have at this time. The projects that you've called us to run. And Lord, if any feels as if, well, Lord, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm here to do. You know, it, it doesn't really matter Because you will just do what you've got to do in their lives. And we just ask you that you will, as someone said today, that her life has changed because of the joy. And Lord, if it's just simple things like that, how we can mature 
in a heart of thanksgiving, then that's what we want, Lord. That's what we want. If it's the simple thing of how we learn to love each other more, then, Lord, that's maturity. If it's the simple thing of how we can spend more time just praising and worshipping you, then that's, that's our step, first step to maturity, Lord. Yeah, Father, we just don't want to just drink milk anymore. It's time to eat meat. It's time to digest the newness and the things, the fresh things that you have for us, Lord. So we thank you for this time. Amen. Thank you.